I don't know if I would change anything, but I also feel like people could probably learn from what we did and how that didn't work for us, right? And it yeah, might work for right. some people. But it, it might work great. And that's the thing is that every situation is a little bit different. We were dealing with a co-parent that wasn't wanting to be nice. And didn't appreciate the fact that I was doing these things. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Welcome to our podcast. <gasps> Steve started Steve. us out. I know. <laughs> and you know what's different today? Steve's not wearing a white V-neck. Yeah. <laughs> Which He's is funny wearing because a purple crew. I just had this discussion with Jessica before you got here. Oh, really? Purple crew neck shirt. Yeah, I was wondering what was different. It's laundry day. I'm out of white shirts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And how many new white shirts did you just buy? 18. <laughs> 18 of them. I already burned through them. Already Burned out. through them. Yep. But I'm realizing I think I still have a few clean ones in one of my two suitcases that I have not yet unpacked from my trips. Oh, well, there you go. Do you remember how angry you used to get at me for not unpacking my suitcase? (laughs) Yes, I do. It was like one of his biggest pet peeves in our marriage. Yeah, but you would like open it up like right in the hallway or like the entryway to the bedroom or something like the worst spot to possibly leave a suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) that's where it would be i just think it's funny because now i unpack as soon as we get home because steve ingrained it in me that i better unpack my dang suitcase now i'm just a slacker and don't (laughs) i'm a little less rigid than i used to be oh really (laughs) (laughs) i I don't i think that that's false why am i more rigid you're more rigid about other things (laughs) that's true that's true the rigid the rigidity has shifted yeah Yeah. probably to other things Rather than unpacking a suitcase. Yeah, probably. Immediately. I remember the first house we bought. Well, the only house Steve and I bought together. I was painting the family room, living room. I was thinking about this and like two days ago. I, don't I was know painting why. it like this muted green color. Muted. No. And then Steve couldn't handle it because he said it was too bright. So he had me get apple green and paint the whole thing apple green. So that's what we ended up with. It turned out great. It looked great. The other color would have been great too, but you couldn't handle like the in-process part of it. It seriously and did you stress never, me out. You've never been able to handle that. Yeah, I should have just walked away. So I should have just said, wow, that's a bright color. I guess I'll see how it is when you're done. <laughs> but the <laughs> green, said, the green yeah. we ended up with was brighter. Was it really? Yes. I don't remember what the old color oh, was. Oh, it was so funny. I just love so is that. So is this a situation where it had to be Steve's idea for him to be okay to go through with this situation? I don't know if it's so I much that it, or... It was ahead. lack of vision. Yeah. And lack of my like understanding of Jessica's vision. This was super early in our marriage and... It was our first house. But it, it was literally a like a... It was green. It was a... That's not what I was going to say. Oh. It was literally like a learning experience for me that like <laughs> Jessica knows her crap. Like... It she's was got, green. She's got design skill. Like, she knows what she's doing. She has vision. I should not doubt her. Just, like, let her do her thing. 
So I started after that. And Matt, I still do this in mine and Matt's marriage. Matt can attest to this. I do these projects when, when you guys home? are gone. Yes. <laughs> and I would do this with Steve too. If I was going to paint something, I would do it when he was gone. So then he could see the finished product. To see and if then we notice. Tell me if he liked it or not. I know you <laughs> may or may not notice, Matt. Steve always noticed. <laughs> Matt usually notices, but sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he just doesn't say anything. Sometimes it just takes a while. Steve always had a comment and he always noticed. An opinion, I should say, which was fine. I think we got good at figuring it out together. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only house we painted, though. And it was, Inside. I mean, it was, it was bright. Didn't Green we living room. The pink, kitchen pink. Pink kitchen. Yeah. Although I did insist, like, do two walls pink. Let's do the yeah. other two gray. Which I was fine with. Because you were going to do all pink. That would have been yeah. a bit much. I, I don't like. think the living room was all green either. Sure it was. It was? What did you think we had different? I thought it was just the back wall. No, it was all of it. Hmm. Well, Penny's room was yellow. And the ceiling Our room was white. Yeah. yeah. But it was red to begin with. We had to paint the ceiling. Oh my the gosh. entire room was like dark, 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 dark red, red. Including and it, the ceiling. And it was a tiny house. It was really weird. Well, and we did, the only thing I didn't like that I did was the brown in the hallway, in our mm. teeny tiny hallway. I never loved that. But it's and funny that the yellow was not Penny's room. When you and I were oh, married, okay. it was the piano room and stuff right, because we didn't right. have Penny. And then our room was orange and brown, like yeah. burnt orange. Because you liked orange. Yeah. Yeah. And the bathroom like was very blue. Colorful house. Like it was baby so blue. colorful. Yeah. <laughs> and I moved back in. Actually, my dad had painted it before I moved back in. And I think I painted a little bit when I moved Because we rented in, it out while we were we gone. We rented it out. So he we went with neutrals it? colors. We had hired him to paint it or something while we were I renting it out? I don't know that we paid him. <laughs> but he went in and painted the whole house. I mean, it was only 800 square feet. But what color? Just like a gray. For He did? Yes. We owe you, Craig. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I could never pay back. Jessica will pay you. My dad for all of, <laughs> all of the things he's done for me. I mean, he's helping me paint our back fence. Soon. Oh, when? I haven't. We haven't. Seen Are the you date, guys the ones who painted, stained the fence? No. Oh. We had it done. Then why is he? Oh, he's going to help you he's, with the other part. The other fence oh, okay, that's the not. Part. Okay. Looks good, by the way. Thanks. The stain. I like it. Yeah. So, anyways. Makes the house pop. It does. Oh, okay. So, something I just thought about because I was thinking about the fence and neighbors and then our neighborhood. This is where my train of thought went. I was walking home from my parents' house the other day. I've told Matt this, but not you, Steve. And the people on the corner stopped me. Maybe I did tell you this. And they're talking to me about the podcast episode, The Gays in the Church One. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, we were, my husband and I were talking about it. And then we started talking to your other neighbor about it, who's a member of the church. And we weren't sure if she knew about it or if the church knew and how your standing would be in the church if they heard about it. <laughs> I was just laughing because I had no idea they were even listening to our podcast or knew we had a podcast or anything, but they are caught up. All of their kids are listening and like all of these things. That's I was like, awesome. this is awesome. It made me so happy. I wasn't surprised to hear that though, because one day they had waved at me. Oh yeah. As if they were like excited to see me or like knew who I was. And I'm like, I don't know these people, but they acted like they know me. <laughs> they are the nicest, friendliest people. We have an awesome neighborhood. We do have an awesome neighborhood. I mean, we had the, the drama of the fence, but that was people on the other side of the neighborhood. They're not real neighbors. <laughs> we don't know them as well because it's just our backyard, you know? Neighbors. Yeah. So, anyways, mm -hmm. it was fun. 
made me happy. Steve was just telling us that um, Penny was yelling at him in her sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Penny has always been a sleep sleep yeller. I, don't know I won't even call it a from. sleep talker. She she does it less now, though, right? Have you uh, at least? I haven't heard of her for a while. Yeah, I think it is less. She is, I just hear Harry Potter from her room now. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. But yeah, she hasn't done it for a while. Evening. <laughs> Wee morning. And now that I've put that software on her phone that shuts down her phone after 7 p.m. or whatever it is, she, so like you can open an app for like a split second before yeah. that thing kicks in and says, you don't have any more time on your phone. This is disabled or whatever. But she can open it long enough to click play. <laughs> <laughs> to get into To get Harry, Harry Potter, Potter playing on Audible. Which is actually what we wanted because we know she loves Audible. And so we wanted her to still have access to it, but we couldn't figure out how to get around the parental. She but it, out. She it doesn't it out. stay open long enough for her to set a 20-minute timer so she can fall asleep to Harry Potter. So now she just leaves it on no, all night. No, she sets the timer. Does she? Yeah, we can set the timer. With, I've done it. With the with, software? Uh-huh. We've gotten very tricky, Steve. Well, she But it is still that like second. You have to hit it so fast. It's pretty funny well, to watch Well, she literally just plays it. it, hits play, and goes to bed, and it plays all night at my house lately. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. She might start it again in the morning. Because she tells me all about it, how she put the timer on last night. And then, well, then, I then, know then. there are multiple times That's that funny. I wake up in the night and still Maybe hear Harry Potter at three in the morning. Um, Maybe she said it for a seven hour time. Anyways, but what she is she yelling at about? You. Oh, so I get up to go to the gym <laughs> bright and early. And I'm in the kitchen, like getting things ready. And I have music on on my phone, like quietly. But And she is yelling from her bedroom, Daddy! I don't know what she's saying. Nonsense. But loud enough that I can hear her clear down the hall and around the corner, just hollering at me in her sleep. And then this morning, when I go in to wake her up, I lean in to kiss her on the forehead. And she literally uppercuts me in the jaw. (laughs) Eyes closed, still asleep. I'm leaning in for a kiss. Bam! Right in the bottom of my jaw. And then she kind of like wakes up and is like surprised to see me. And I'm like, yeah, you just punched me real hard. She's like, I didn't really know what was happening or if that was you. (laughs) Maybe she got you back for all the times you squeezed her cheeks while she had braces. Probably. No, that was only twice. First day. (laughs) Do you remember when I punched you in your sleep right after we got married? Yeah. So I sleep in a dream. Talk. I sleep talk and do some of this type of stuff too. Penny will get out of bed and actually walk around in her sleep. I don't do it's that. It's scary. Yeah, it is you scary. To be, like horrible night terrors. And, um, like, couldn't wake her up. And so I'd forgotten this story, though, Jessica. So we had just gotten back from our honeymoon. It's like in the first week or two of marriage, and well, after our honeymoon, and um. Don't remember any of this, but I woke up in the morning and Steve's like laying there kind of like looking at me. (laughs) He's super concerned. I can tell he's worried about something. And I'm like, what? What's (laughs) going on? (laughs) And I'm like, that's what I want to (laughs) know. Yeah, he was totally like a mess. What did you what did you say to me? I don't remember. (laughs) I hit him in the middle of the night and said, thanks for ruining my life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Literally slugged me and said that to me. And I didn't remember any of it. I was it was totally a dream. No idea I had done this. And Steve, I think you had held on so much guilt and shame from the pornography and whatever that you like seriously took it as I was harboring some deep unspoken <laughs> angst against you. You you know of things to come. 
<laughs> you have not ruined my life. <laughs> not at all. So yeah, I was just thinking about that when we were talking about Penny. Yeah. It was bad. Matt, does Jessica sleep talk now? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> not as much as I used to. I, I'm such a deep sleeper that I don't, I don't even know. Matt sleep talk? I sleep with earplugs in. I don't hear anything at night because <laughs> Matt snores. So if she tells me that I've ruined her life, I've never heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> He's woken up a couple times to me sleep talking, but not a whole well, lot. Well, yeah. And every time I try to get her to talk even more and she catches on pretty quick. And then I get mad. Yeah, he's like, you jerk. Because like, <laughs> I know he's making fun of me. <laughs> Do you remember when we tried to get Penny to tell us what she wanted from Santa for Christmas? Because she wouldn't tell anybody what she asked Santa for. for oh, Christmas. yeah, because she was using it as a test yeah. to see if Santa was real. So we went She in. only told Santa and no one else so we what went she in wanted. She was sleep talking. And because she'll start talking to you if you get in there when she's sleep talking. And we're like, hey, Penny. And she's like talking back and forth. I can't remember what else we asked her, but we asked her a couple things. So we go, what did you want? What did you ask Santa for for Christmas? And she goes, I'm not telling you. <laughs> but <laughs> And then she just smiles and like then is out. It was so yeah. funny. Can't even crack a secret out of that girl in her sleep. Nope. <laughs> but we did figure it out. Do you remember how we got around this? Oh, yeah. Because she was, was doing Christmas with me and my family first. And then the next day with you and your family. You and your boyfriend were out of town with her. Oh, my gosh. You're right. It was that year. And so, so we were in Portland. She didn't get what Santa asked for. And was like bummed about it and like, see, I knew like, or I don't know what she said, but basically she'd proved she'd gotten her answer, proved her theory of Santa's she only asked real. Santa. And since she didn't tell us, Santa's not real. So I texted Jessica and I'm like, hey, this is what she asked Santa for. So you went and bought it that day and wrapped it so that the next day when she had Christmas at your house, Santa had brought Santa it here. Brought it. <laughs> Even though she, we had told them, like, Santa doesn't come to both houses. Like, we've told our kids this from the beginning. Yep. But, like, then I was like, well, I didn't put that under the tree. And she's like, what? And like, totally. It was so great. It, was uh, so it totally great. bought us one more year of her believing yeah. in Santa. This was, one of our, <laughs> this was one of our finest co-parenting moments. Truly. Truly. <laughs> All right. That was such a fun Christmas, though. Yeah. It was weird to look back on that. And... Yeah, you guys had a good time. Why do I forget his name now? Tommy. I was trying to come <laughs> up with his name, too. His fake name. I could think of his real name. Penny I and like, I saw his, his mom name? the other day oh, at the did? dog at the pet store. Oh. We were taking Oscar in to get his bath, and she was coming out. And, you know, she's all her Yorkies and whatever. But I just love running into her because... She like comes up and just throws her arms around it's us the and just is so excited to see us and just has all the things to say to us. And afterwards, Penny's like, Daddy, I could not breathe when she was hugging me for so long. Because <laughs> she was hugging her so yeah. tight. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. Anyway. All right. We are going to talk because it's Mother's Day month. We're going to stick on with this theme just a little bit. And oh, okay. I've been asked recently, well, and I get asked this in a lot of interviews that I do on other podcasts, but haven't really talked about it here, is where I feel I have messed up or what I wish I would have done differently coming into being a stepmom and blending our families. And I spelled like three words up there wrong on our whiteboard. Nice <laughs> Looking job. at it, which is fine. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And so, and I firmly for the believe mm. in owning those mistakes and learning from them. But I also feel like, Matt, like I've never owned up to them to you. 
I mean, we've talked about it some, and maybe I have more than I remember. Probably. But I also want to feel like... I'm pretty good at getting hints. I want to feel like I have owned those things. Like, I, I don't want to ever put it out there that I we did this perfectly, or I did this perfectly, or anything. Because I don't know if anybody's out there who has. No, nobody has. That's it was a hot mess on all accounts. Probably plenty of people that think they have, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I... I firmly believe that you need to own your part in things. And I always tried to do that in the beginning. And sometimes that was heard and sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes it was just walked on over. But so. Okay. So what do you want to, what do you want to talk to me about? (laughs) Before you do though, when is this episode airing? Do we have one in the queue right now or is Uh this? Okay. Yeah. All right. This will be like the week after Mother's Day. Does that help you, Steve? So it's... Like two weeks out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Today is Wednesday. This is dropping two weeks from now. That's what I needed to know. (laughs) Okay. What did you want to tell Matt? (laughs) What What confessions? (laughs) You heard my confessions. Yeah. Two episodes ago. Somebody already commented saying they were crying during that. Really? Yeah. Crying one? It was actually the lady you went out to dinner with last night. Oh. (laughs) I had to have to check. But anyways, we had so much fun at dinner. So one of the things that I was thinking about, because I'm like, what would I have done differently? And honestly, I'm not somebody to go back and say, oh, if only I'd done this, this, and this, and dwell on those things. Instead, I just take what I did wrong, learn from it, and try to do better, right? Because who knows? I hope so. Who knows it would have made a difference in the moment, right? But here are some mistakes I think we made blending our families is... And I don't, this could have purely been me. This could have been Matt and I combined. I don't know. But we jumped in to co-parenting or blending our families pretty quick. And like, I took on a lot of the responsibilities. Y'all got married in like 25 minutes from meeting. So (laughs) I took on a lot of the responsibilities of like what I did with Penny, right? I don't want to say their mom because I wasn't trying to be their mom or replace their mom, but... Things you're used to doing as yes. a mom of your child. I cook all the meals. I run the kids all the places, pick them up, drop them off from school, all of those things. Pack all the lunches. Pack all the lunches. I did Sew the clothes and the costumes. And yeah. And took on like, you know, I'm doing their laundry. I'm helping clean their rooms. I'm the one doing all these things, making sure that... And I was a bedtime Nazi and everybody thinks I'm ridiculous for it and that's okay, but... So like those types of things, making sure kids are getting to bed and trying to facilitate all of these things, right? That's what you were doing. Yes. I know you're saying you would do that differently. Yes. A hundred percent. Why a hundred percent? You'd like a hundred percent means you would change everything and everything that you ever did. No, it just means a hundred percent she would have changed all those things she listed. I thought you said you a hundred percent change everything. A hundred percent. I would have done some (laughs) things differently. Okay. Like I would have, and we kind of learned this and got this advice when we were going through the big court case, right, Matt, where your attorney said, listen, Matt needs to take over all of the responsibilities, basically. Yeah, because everything that you were doing was getting thrown in my face and your face. Yes. And being used against us. Yes. And so that's why I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would change anything, but I also feel like people could probably learn from what we did and how that didn't work for us, right? 
And it yeah, might work for right. some people. But it, it might work great. And that's the thing is that every situation is a little bit different. We were dealing with a co-parent that wasn't wanting to be nice. And didn't appreciate the fact that I was doing these things. See, Correct. I always view this as people always ask me, well, what's going to happen when Steve has a new partner? Or what if he married a woman? People ask me that all the time. What if he ends up with <laughs> another woman? And I'm like, great. I hope she takes great care of my daughter when she's in their home. Right? <laughs> like, I don't care who he's with, if it's a guy or girl or whoever it is. I just, I would just be excited if that person shows up for my daughter and does things for her, you know? Okay. And they're going to compliment where Steve lacks, right? Maybe. And that's what's awesome about having two parents in the home is that you get to pick up each other's pieces, right? So that was part of the hard part of this is knowing what I know now. Yes, maybe I would have gone back and said, hey, I'm not taking on these responsibilities. Like you need to still be the one that's dropping them off and picking them up. And and again, not every family situation can make that work. And we could well, at the time, quite honestly. And also think of what would have happened, what consequences there would have been if you guys got married and moved in together and you only did those things for Penny. You only decorated her room. You only did her laundry. You yeah. only cooked dinner for her. Yeah. You only packed a lunch for her. You only made her a Halloween costume. Like there would have been serious consequences had you not, I mean, had you gone the other extreme yeah. and not done anything right. for your new stepkids. And so there's like this fine line it was, it, of figuring that, that out. That was a situation, again, if you if, if we want to think back to this, it's, it's a damned if you do, damned if you yeah. don't situation. And that's how it is all of the time, forever, in dealing your... with my ex. And so that's where we're at still at this point is trying to figure out, okay, so where do I show up? And I think maybe if we'd eased into that a little more, figuring that out, it might have helped, but I don't, have. It, I don't know. So I think it would have helped me Personally, if I hadn't put on myself that I needed to take on everything, but I wanted to. So did it? I loved doing it. Matt, did it cause any problems with you or did you have any concerns about that or just with Anne? Because that's what you're saying is your approach caused some problems with Anne and the stepkids. Well, one of the things, one of the things is that I'm in regards to bedtime with my kids. That was probably the biggest thing I wouldn't have changed. Like I wasn't a huge stickler of, an exact time that my kids go to bed. And when Jessica came into the house, it's like, now there's a bedtime. Boom, it bed. is a very, very strict bedtime. Like you do not wave one minute past that. <laughs> and that's that was, what it felt like, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm being very sarcastic. No, but there, there was but, also very much a need in me to control what I could control. Right. And so you're right. Like there were times that I was ridiculous about it because all of these other things felt so out of my control that that was the thing I chose to dig in on. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I recognize that. And I tried to recognize it more then and to ease up, but it was, it was like one of those things that was so hard to let go of. And also I started to realize, and these were things we started to realize <laughs> and got better about and have really done better at now, is letting go of things that we thought mattered that didn't. Like all the kids don't need to go to bed at the same time, right? No. And we don't have to do bedtime with all of the kids. I can do bedtime with Penny. Matt can do bedtime with his kids. It's okay. Yeah. And things like that that we were trying to force and then realized, why are we forcing this? Right? So So was there a discussion between the two of you early on in your marriage about, hey, how do we want to approach things like meals and bedtime and laundry day and cleaning house? And There was some of it. Kind of. But again, it's an ever-changing thing. Yeah. Like 
our kids and the stages that they're going through right now are way different than they were going through two years ago. Okay, but like back at the stage that Jessica's referencing where yeah. all of a sudden for the first time, Matt, your house and your kids suddenly have a bedtime. Was that a disgusting well, point the, of... Yeah. No. No, that, <laughs> I was just going to say, I mean, I want to clarify that. Yeah, my kids did have a bedtime, but it wasn't like... Anyways, I, I didn't let them stay up until one or two in okay. the morning. But the fact that all of a sudden there is a different expectation of bedtime, did that lead to any discussion of... I don't know if it was something we really talked about because there no. were so many other bigger issues mm. that it was like that that one we can't even yeah go there okay but I mean like things like meals I obviously that was inferred or discussed about because I cook and Matt doesn't which I mean, was he it? didn't inferred have discussed I'm sure it was a combination of the two he didn't have salt and pepper or sugar in his house like. <laughs> Even I have those, Matt. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you know, and so I do now. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to use them too. But it was just, you know, those were my roles and responsibilities. Hold, I was staying home. Hold on, let's back so up a little bit on. because we did have a discussion with the fact that that's something that you love to do. I love doing it. You love to cook. You yeah. love to. You love to do that. Yeah. And so with her communicating that to me, I take that as okay. Yes. I guess she's gonna. She's going to be taking on the role of cooking. What did you guys do? Food. Matt, you and the kids when you were single. Made food. Did you make food? Yeah. Or did you eat out? No, what what did Sarah tell us that you ate? The other oh, day she yeah. just brought this up. Uh, we <laughs> had dinosaur chicken nuggets and mac jalapeno and poppers and mac and cheese. <laughs> like a like a true single yeah, father. A true single dad. Like that's what we did. We didn't eat out that much. So you um, would come home from work, get the kids. Yep. Make that smorgasbord of deliciousness. Oh, yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> 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 and, but, and partially, so here's the thing, like, and a lot of times, like, maybe that's the way Hank is in his eating tendencies. Like, that's what he grew up on was, you know, I mean, I remember when I lived with my parents at the time, Sarah loved quesadillas for breakfast. So I made her quesadillas Hot for cheese. breakfast, mm. right? And I, I usually made myself a quesadilla while I made her one, and that's better than cheese in the morning. Yeah, hey, it's better than sugary cereal. And, you know, I, I would make, I like making breakfast burritos, and I would make those often, mm. and eggs, scrambled eggs for the kids, and but mostly well, cereal for breakfast, and we had a plethora of cereal. And there were I, things my like, freezer was stocked with food. There were also things that I did too because, like, I knew they ate a lot of mac and cheese, and we didn't. So I made sure that every Sunday we had mac and cheese Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. And tried to and make even sure, to this day we still have sometimes mac and cheese Sunday. Yeah, yeah. There, there have been days where I went to pick up Penny at eleven at the scheduled time, and she begged to bump it back so she could have so she could stay long enough for mac and cheese Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> And so were, clearly she was into it. <laughs> yeah. And there were things that we did like that that I think were good to keep things consistent and to help them kind of feel like things were transitioning smoothly or they knew what to expect is really what I'm getting at. So, and I'm not saying that I totally blundered everything. But I just, no. I mean, I know, yes, I made mistakes. And one of the other big mistakes I think we made is because I did so much of the running around and I was with the kids because Matt's at work, is 
started scheduling everything between Anne and I. Anne mm. and I started scheduling things instead of Matt and Anne. Yeah. And that is when things really blew up. So let, let's let's think about this a little bit too, because I remember too, we were a one car family for a while. Yes. Okay. And I had decided that, you know what, we're just going to sell one of our cars and we'll be fine. Yeah. And I was going to ride my bike. I was going to commute to work back and forth every single day. Mm -hmm. And I did that for quite some time. And so I didn't have a vehicle to just, okay, I'm going to go pick up yeah. the kids here. And, I, and so I didn't have that flexibility with a vehicle. So I guess what I'm saying is have two cars. <laughs> <laughs> I thought y'all were crazy for having one. <sighs> but I mean, sometimes it, it worked. In fact, yeah. during COVID, when we went down to one car, we went again. down to one car again and we we're were talking about doing it again. Yeah, we were down <laughs> one car and 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 it worked. But but yeah. it does make it so that I needed to step into some of those roles that maybe I wanted to have. But and it also made it so that I I did schedule more with Anne, which was fine until it wasn't, right? Right. And so and while I didn't mind doing those things, it ended up causing problems in the long run that we didn't foresee. Which was what? Why well, are you human, human beings are always a wild card anyways? Yeah, and you so, never know. I, I always wonder if like talking about scenarios like this that you would do differently that would have led to a different result in your relationship with your husband's ex, Jessica. Yeah. If this is like parallel to other blended family scenarios or if this is yeah, unique is. to you guys. No. Okay. No, I, I think yeah. I've heard lots of this. And lots of people with similar experiences and realizing the same things that I've come to realize and learn, right? Mm. And also learning, I mean, this is just an ongoing process of letting go so the, and realizing you have no control over it. Well, and the phrase that keeps popping into my mind as we're discussing this is stay in your lane. Yeah. Okay. My children are, are my children and I'm going to stay in my lane with my children. And I'm going to have, I'm going to take on the role and responsibility of the parent with the co-parent that I had this, these children with. And so if we think about staying in our lane with that, like I know I have a good relationship with you, Steve. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I, maybe Jessica isn't available to have a discussion about something going on with Penny, which I can't ever think of a time when she isn't. It's but, happened a couple times. But I know that my relationship with you, Steve, is, is good enough where I can have a conversation if I have to about Penny with you. However, I'm going to mostly stay in my own lane and let you and Jessica figure that right. out. And there's, there's never, in fact, Jessica's asked me, you want to be part of Penny's calendar? I'm like, no, I don't. I have, you know, there's, there's other things that I got to take care of that I'm going to focus on. And it's not that I don't want to focus on Penny. It's just, no, I know you guys got it. And I remember early on, like, there were questions about, like, hey, is Matt going to join for Penny's parent-teacher conference? And Jessica, you're like, no, he doesn't need to be there. You and I are the parents. We got this. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. I wonder if this is the norm for other blended families or not. Like, I think it's a norm that is where, learned. Where the parents parent their own children more so than their stepchildren. Like, I don't know. What so, were you going to say, though, Matt? You feel like it's a... I feel like it's a learned situation in every single circumstance. And obviously, Jessica and I have had to learn it, and it's still ongoing. In fact, just the other day, you brought up, you know, I, we might have to change some things around in regards to the way 
you know, we're feeding the kids. And, yeah. and um, it's, it's an ongoing thing because there's certain pressure that Jessica places on herself to have a, you know, a full course meal and making sure that they're getting, go ahead, Jessica. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. The other part of that is though, is because it's my responsibility, I feel like the, the things that I value should be respected in that, right? Because I'm the one providing the food. I'm the one making the meals. I'm doing all those things. Then the values I place around that should be Let me be clarify this. I hope that you don't feel like it's disrespected from my end. Yeah. <laughs> there are times, yes, that it has that I feel that way. But that doesn't mean that's your fault or anything. Those are my feelings that I need to learn to deal with. And that's what that's kind of the point that I wanted to make right here is that these are the feelings I'm taking on coming out of these situations of, you know, I've taken this on. You didn't ask me to do any of these things per se. And so I have to figure out my feelings around it and how I'm going to process those and deal with them and how I make this work. What do I come with to you, Matt, and say, hey, I'm feeling this around this. And so we either need to change the situation or I just need to really understand how I'm feeling and change how I'm feeling. Does that make sense? I don't know if I said that real great, but anyway. Kind of in a roundabout way. One of the things I was going to say, so. In as far as scheduling goes and stuff, Steve, you asked like a, for a specific instance or something. So my family was all in town and we were trying to schedule family pictures. This is one of the first summers that Matt and I are married. Are, are you referencing a scenario where you schedule directly with Anne? Yes. Okay. And Anne had something going on and we had, we had scheduled it and she's like, oh yeah, that works great. And it was during our time with the kids. So, but I was checking to make sure there were no issues, you know? And then I get a call that things have changed. And then, so we're like, okay, well, we'll change it to this day. And then they changed again. Change to the picture date so yes. that they can be present for yes, the family picture. Yes, because that was one of the main points of us getting a family picture, right? So my parents Is wanted a picture with, these, all of the with all the grandkids. They wanted Another... Hank and Sarah to feel included in that. They didn't right. want to, you know? And so we were trying to get that, make that happen and... And like, it just kept getting changed. And so finally, I just said, you know what? It's, it's fine. I will figure it out. You just let me know what you're doing. And, and I said it like that. Like, it's fine. And which could be interpreted as... It's not fine. Yeah, being really grumpy. <laughs> but it was fine. Like, I was like, I can, I can figure this out. You know, whatever. Don't worry about me. Go figure out your life and we'll, we'll schedule around it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure say, that you, you didn't say I didn't say, say that, that part. <laughs> And so then, and we've talked about this, then the next time Matt shows up to pick up the kids. You got an earful. Yes. And she's yelling and calling me names to Matt. I wasn't there. To Matt. And taking all of these things that were very personal to me, that she knew were very personal, like yours and mine relationship, Steve, and using that as something she's trying to dig at Matt to put a wedge between Matt and I. Right? Okay. And so, because I'm viewed as the problem, so if she can eliminate that, that helps her. And so, so from then on, it was like, okay, I'm no longer scheduling things. Obviously, this isn't going to work because I didn't think it was a big deal, but it obviously was. And so we... And you thought you had the kind of relationship with her that the two of you could work yes. it out directly. Yes. Okay. And so that's the thing is like, sometimes you just don't know until you're there. And this can't go the opposite direction, right? I've heard this from lots of people where they weren't able to schedule these things and now they can, which 
kudos to them. It makes me so happy for people who come from, you know, where there's high conflict to get to the other side where there's not high conflict. I'm trying to think of how I would feel if Matt, if I, if you were the one that I was hearing from about scheduling Penny stuff, <laughs> which seems funny to think about. <laughs> well, it is funny to think about, but thinking about it this way, okay? Say Jessica no longer has time to, she doesn't have time to schedule things right now because she's so busy with work. Let's okay. just say that, okay? So let's say the bold logic just skyrockets and she's no longer She's so busy that she can't that pick Now Penny you're the up. one picking her up from school or taking no, her to not kid. me. Not okay. me. Okay. Let's say that there's like an assistant brought in. Okay. Of now you're scheduling with the assistant. Okay. Okay. And just to try and give you a little bit more scenario with that. Okay. How would that feel if you were scheduling through my assistant for Penny? It'd still feel weird. Yeah. It'd be weird. Yeah. And I think that is probably a good analogy of, yeah. hey, all of a sudden you're scheduling with this new person who, yeah, you know better than an assistant. Right. I mean, we hung out at that point, Anne and I yeah. did. But I can still, I mean, like I can understand from her point of view and perspective how that could feel like she's losing a relationship she had with Matt. Yeah. Which is an important or, relationship. Or even, you know, feeling like, okay, Matt's not going to be even one bit involved in his kids' mm. lives. Yeah. Right. So And feeling like I'm just taking over their lives when really Matt was highly involved. I was just running kids around <laughs> the day today. Makes sense. Yeah. Did you have a question? Well, I just, it, it, I, I brought it up once already and maybe I'm just asking the same thing, but I really am curious if, I don't know how we would get this answer, but what other blended families manage things separate by children of I'll handle my kids, you handle yours versus I am now in the, the mother role of all these children. I'm going to handle it all the same. I'm now in the father role of all these children for whether my children are stepchildren. I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting to me. And I don't know the answer. I just well, to ask other families. You, but. you should just go dig in. There's a whole world of it on Instagram mm. that you get to see <laughs> how all these people are doing it, the similar or different or whatever. And that's what it comes down and, to. And that's really what we want to teach is that you have to do it how it works for you, right? Like and, we have gotten to a place where we understand what works and doesn't work for us, but it's taken a long time and that's okay. Like I'm not saying this has to be a rushed process, but there are definitely things you could do to avoid some of the pain. And I've never been in a scenario to face that. I've never dated anyone with kids. Yeah. Not seriously. Uh -uh. Well, and I've had, so I was listening to a thing on Clubhouse the other day about blending and not blending families. And you brought up something about blending families. And I was like, that's the thing we do a disservice of, first of all, is most families aren't blended. They're more like we are, right? Like, I never think of us as really blended, Matt. I think of us more as like, we're, we're parallel parenting in our own home. We're co-parenting in our own home, which is what you do with your spouse. But like, our kids don't have the same rules. Our kids don't have all the same things. It has been really interesting to me to, to to observe this over the last, how long has it been? Seven years now? Almost That eight. there is a lot more division there than I expected. And I don't know if division yeah. is the right word, but like you just said, like separate sets of rules that Penny, that Jessica enforces with Penny, then Matt enforces with Hank and Sarah. And, and I've realized that's okay. And that's, I think, a message that the blended family, divorce, co-parenting world is trying to get there. That th It's not going to be okay the same. It. It's okay. So, so you're saying you view you guys as less of a blended family and more of a what? 
uh, oil and water. <laughs> Not like that extreme. Like That's... sometimes, sometimes it can be blended together, but just for a little bit of time, and then we <laughs> then separate. It separates. But I think that's okay because I, then Matt's kids. And I, and I wasn't saying that jokingly. Yeah, yeah. Like no, I'm I saying that. See that. that you're serious. That's that's how it is. Yeah, it's still together, but it's going to separate in, into its own. We still complement each other. Like yeah. you think oil and water are used to make salad dressings and all of these things. They still go together, but they don't blend per se. Mm-hmm. They're never going to become one. They 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 can get mixed up. Yeah, and like mixed together. But yeah, they but they can still be beautiful together and and, and yeah. create a tasteful treat. That's a good analogy, Matt. <laughs> I mean, anyway. I loved it. That's perfect. On this on this clubhouse thing I was listening to, though, the lady was saying that she, so she's been with her partner for four years and they live separately and they have, they both have kids and their kids have never met each other. Stop it. Yeah, for four years. So what they do is the weeks they have their kids, they're on the same schedule. They don't see each other. And then the weeks they do have their kids, they, or sorry, the weeks they have their kids, yeah, they don't see each other. And then the weeks they don't have their kids, they're together. Hmm. And I was like, that's one way of making it work. Wow. And the kids do know the partner. Like they've met the other partner at different things and stuff, but they don't know. Very much not a step-parent role though. This, no. is a, this is my parent's partner, uh-huh. not a, yeah. how fascinating. Yeah, I thought it was super fascinating. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I've thought a little bit about this lately from in my, you know, dating realm of like, like I'm not looking for someone to be a stepfather to Penny. Like, yeah. even if I end up with someone in a serious relationship, I don't feel like that's a role they're ever going to need to play. And I, there's times that I have actually considered like me and Penny do my thing on Mm-hmm. My penny days, and I'll go do boyfriend things on my not penny days. <laughs> yeah, and if you mean so, be... like nothing changes in your life from now. <laughs> well, there's no boyfriend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I get what you mean. Boyfriends, boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> but I've just thought about like, you know, like that's not what I'm looking for as a partner for me and companionship for me. Like I don't, yeah, you don't need somebody to clearly they're going to be involved in Penny's life, but it's, I don't foresee that being like a stepdad kind of a role. Yeah. Especially at her age now. Like, well, and I feel like, I don't know. And that's kind of a shift of mentality for me because years ago, I very much wanted someone that could like, like with Tommy, he was very involved in the day to day stuff with Penny. And I don't know, just kind of a different way of viewing it. But, Yeah. Well, and I think at one point, Matt and I brought up briefly, very briefly, the idea of possibly like splitting the house, not our house, but when we have the kids, I don't, Penny and I aren't here. And then when we don't have the kids, I move back home type thing. So we would have literally. That was a dumb idea. And we, like she said, it was very briefly. And I was like, this that would be ridiculous. Where were you going to go? A hotel or something. No, not a hotel. Like we would get a separate apartment. This is this was when there was, like, what led up to this? Just or, life, just being in. <laughs> we are flushing out ideas. <laughs> Again, it was maybe one was sentence. Literally, like, yeah, <laughs> less than a five minute conversation. Oh. But it is one idea we threw out there. And when I heard this lady talking on Clubhouse, I was like, oh my gosh, that would have been what we were doing, right? It was nuts. You mean what was proposed very yeah. briefly? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Somebody told me the other day they really like how we clarify each other on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, no, no. I what know you what mean you're saying. Is... <laughs> yes. I understand you. And most of the time it's me. But this is what you're trying to say, right, Jessica? Yes, that's right. That's well, right. I feel like there's a need to do that sometimes because we all have an understanding of what's being said. Yeah. But I try to think if I were a listener hearing this right now, I'd be so confused. Like, yeah. that's when I'll usually step in or <laughs> ask a clarifying question or tell you what it is you're trying to say. <laughs> tell you. <laughs> Although I appreciate you. it when you guys can clarify what it is I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It's much appreciated. So yeah, those are just some things that I felt like, you know, in the beginning I struggled with and that I don't know if I would do them differently, but definitely things I learned from and grew from are those moments of. So what's your advice for someone that is newly entering a a marriage with stepkids, a blended family. Situation. Well, we haven't even gotten into what I would do differently. So, well, let's hear it. I don't think we have time. We don't. Okay, next time. You want to get into this next time? Sure. Okay. And then we'll follow up with advice. Okay. Okay. All right, next week. <laughs> What's next week? We're following up with Max. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Real quick before we go, if you haven't let yet, please go leave us a rating and review. We really appreciate it. And it really helps other people find the podcast as well. We still have our free greeting cards. People are loving them. You will definitely smile when you read them. You'll get a good laugh out of them. And it might even bring a tear to your eyes, some of them. And right now, I think we have, what, 25 free that are available. Yeah. And uh, just so you know, we're probably going to be cutting that back here real soon. Yeah, I was going to say pretty soon. I'm pretty sure they will not be free. So you have probably until the end of May. So go pick yours up now. Probably. Get, get your free cards until the end of May. And Do we want to read any those. others? Any more of the cards? Mm-hmm. Do you have one pulled up that you yeah, want to read, Yeah, well, I just Steve? pulled up our link. Steve wants to read one. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> Best one. ex-wifey ever. Because <laughs> that's something I say all the time. Steve does say that all the time. Here are some of the serious ones, though. I'm so grateful my kids have your influence in their life. And I'm sure there's something on the inside, but that's the front cover. Thanks for making this co-parenting thing so easy. See, so we have like some genuine, like... Nice ones. feely yeah. ones, yeah. As opposed to we'll the ones the that feels. say... <laughs> uh, marrying you is the best decision I ever made. Second only to divorcing you. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. <laughs> We're so funny. yeah, if you need a laugh, if you need to cry, go check them out. Get your free if ones your now. If your ex needs a laugh or needs a cry. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Give a gift that keeps on giving. Take care, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.